Welcome to the Woke Blokes podcast, hosted by Nick Sutherland from MindFit and Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing. Let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Woke Blokes podcast. Ryan Hassan coming to you live from prison, aka quarantine in Sydney, joined by Nick Sutherland. Nico, how are you doing, mate? I'm not in prison, but um, I'm sad to say that you've regressed so far, Hass. It's, um, you, you did so well. You climbed the mountain. You got you got back on your feet, and now you're back in jail. You're back in the cell. Oh, it looks like I am here, doesn't it? I just got the white wall behind me. If I had, if I had a um, an orange shirt, I would be wearing it right now. It's just like order, a high, order a high-vis shirt from, from the local hardware store. <laughs> I feel like I'm on direct link to the, the courtroom. They, 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 they do it. There's like a room they take you to oh, yeah, yeah. when you're trying to get bail and you're just sitting there in this white room <laughs> trying, trying not to look too guilty. <laughs> Oh, it's very funny. Very, very uh, funny. Yeah, so for all the listeners out there, yeah, we got back into Australia a few days ago on a uh we had a sunday night flight um overnight and then got into sydney on a monday morning checked into the quarantine hotel and we're currently on when you get there it sucks because like the first day is day zero so, so, so you haven't even started yet so, oh. so i was like are we on day three i'm like nah it's day two but today's i don't even know i think today's day four or five can you get a text and start doing those stick sunday. figure Thing, stick figure counting on yeah. the wall behind you. <laughs> a scratching. Like <laughs> I'll etch it into the wall. I should, do, I should do that by the hour instead of the day. Give me start walking up and, down, up and pacing the room. Green mile on the green mile. <laughs> Dead man walking. Uh, yeah, we're on Yeah, day, must be day four. Anyway, day four of, of 14 at the minute. We're in Sydney and then we'll... Uh, Get, do what we need to do here and then come back to Melbourne and uh, Ooh, resume, playing golf. resume life. Yeah, we've organised a game of golf already. So fingers crossed I don't somehow get COVID in this hotel room between now and then, which <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried. I'm worried about false positives. That's what I'm worried about. Um, yeah, right. Because we've had, we've, had te- had three tests in the last five days because we had to get one before we um, left you show the plane to actually get on the yeah. plane. You needed a negative COVID test. So we had one then, and then we've had two, the first kind of two days that we were here. Um, so yeah, we've had three, three tests in five days and all negative. So are they still, are they still doing a, up the hooter or? Cause yeah, they, they do both. And they're here in China, they're doing up the bum. No, I've, I won't be requesting that one. No. Yeah, you haven't had the show of any, no. Any cotton buds or anything? Not yet. No, not not involuntarily. <laughs> I do like to party though. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they do the um the, the they do just no nose and 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 throat, but it's not um because I you know when they first started doing them like I watched the UFC the uh, the embedded leading up to the fights and they were showing all their covid testing and it was like the 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 bud was long and when they were yeah, doing the yeah, nose yeah. yeah you know real bad but the, the ones that we've had done it's been quite a shorter length right. you know right. so Mel hated the first one um I didn't find it too bad I said to her I've had plenty of stuff up my nose 
over my <laughs> life, babe. That, that cotton bud wasn't too bad. <laughs> it was actually nice and soft and gentle compared to speed or coke or crushed up pills and all everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So now it's um, it's all, it's all right, mate. Obviously, we've got a for those that don't know, we've got a two year old. Um, and I'm a bit of a two-year-old sometimes as well, the attention span. So um, it is it is hard. I'm not going to lie. It's hard. You know, it's 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 as as advertised, you know, I yeah, would say, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just um, trying to find some sort of routine, trying to do enough, you know, exercise, I suppose, in a confined space so that I burn up a bit of energy and Tommy burns up a bit of energy. Um Trying to not, not trying to not have too much screen time, but understanding there's going to be a lot of screen time for him and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's just it's 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 as advertised. It's it's pretty shit and boring. So in Victoria, as of six o'clock tonight, we go mask free, so they're relaxing all that as well. So yeah, it'd be oh, interesting cool. to see how long you have to quarantine, how how long quarantine stays in existence because. You know, I was telling you they want me to. I've been asking. I'm working Thailand again at that resort, um, at Shivasom. Yeah. Um, but if I go there for two weeks, I've got to quarantine over there for two weeks, work for two weeks, and quarantine for two weeks mm-hmm. when I get back. So two weeks in turns into six weeks plus. Well, that's yeah, exactly. That's fucking a month in quarantine if you're doing it both as it is now. Yeah. But you know who Not knows? Right like what's with with what's happening with the the vaccine and stuff, and maybe if you have a you know vaccine card then there's limited quarantine or that kind of thing i'm pretty uh i'm pretty ignorant when it comes to that sort of stuff and i hear the uh i left the door open there has and you didn't take it thank you nice well done i saw you sort of um what's the go is the, the vaccine apparently it's um it doesn't prevent you from getting covid it just slows down the symptoms or something. I don't know. Do you, do you know? And apparently it, it, it's just bullshit. We don't... Here's, here's what I know. they are, It's less effective um, of getting COVID than actually just getting COVID y- uh, yourself, um, which right. is kind of like, you know, because when you develop the antibodies by getting it yourself, because normally yeah. if, if you're, uh, unless you're really old or in really bad health, then, then it's just like having a bit of a cold or a flu. Um, uh, I also... Yeah, I don't get too much into it, but I know in America, like, because it's like we were looking after your health. We want to give you a vaccine because we're looking after your health. In America, uh, if you show your vaccine card at Krispy Kreme now, they'll give you a free donut, right? So it's like, yeah, how much are we really looking after people's health? <laughs> like, it's one of the most ironic, funny things I've ever heard. Um, we're giving people free, do- <laughs> free donuts because they're looking after their health by having a jab that we don't actually know what's in that jab. So, yeah, I don't so know. It's, 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 it's going to put people at, at uh, having to go against their some of their values, I think. You know, like a friend of mine who she just uh, loves travel and just that's, she just goes on these trips every year and just that's one of, that's probably her highest value is travel. She loves it. Um, mm. She also is very, very much against vaccines. Um, mm. It's like, well, you're going to be put in a really tough situation if you can't travel unless you've had the vaccine. And this is, you know, this is where we get into the uh, uh, a different debate, I suppose. But, you know, a lot of people are going to have to make decisions that yeah, go against one value, high value to have, you know, against another one. So yeah, I'm not I'm not dogmatic either way. I'll I 
might get it. I don't know what the stipulations are going to be um, in Australia. I haven't kept up too much with that. But, um, yeah, I just think it's funny. Free donuts, looking after your health. Awesome. Yeah, it's the, instead of dangling the carrot, they're dangling the donut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, carrot would be much better. Carrot, yeah. some sunlight, some exercise, all of that stuff. We'll give you, we'll give you some, some water if you're going to get your vaccine. Instead yeah. Of, instead of a diet Coke. Yeah, yeah it's, so, a, it's, a, it's a conundrum. It's Because I love travel as well, and I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the vaccine. Like, I don't want to take, I don't want to put something in my system just because someone says I have to. Mm. And if it doesn't make sense, if it's not rational, like it's, it's, I'd rather get COVID and yeah, go the natural path. Oh, natural. Yeah. Oh, natural. Yeah, <laughs> but they they can't like, especially like we were talking, you know, about Thailand in particular, and you going there, and me obviously just coming from there, and it's like they can't uh, a country like that where you know tourism's kind of the number one industry. You know, you can't keep up 14 day quarantine because, like, well, I was on Koh Samui, which is like such a tourist based, you know, tropical island, and um, it's just dying. It's so sad. It's just like 80, over 80, 80 to 85 percent of businesses are just shut because they can't stay open, and yeah. um, and it's really sad. And you know, people are um, committing suicide over there. The amount of funerals the lady um, Jim, who we saw every day, would go to at the temple. You know, people she know uh, who committed suicide because they just, you know, no, no no money, no income, can't have food for the family, all that kind of stuff. And um, mm-hmm. you know, places like that have been hit really hard. And and like you said, it's not like a lot of people like you are going to work at Shiva Som in, in Hua Hin, but you know, for mm-hmm. people just going on a holiday, like yeah, like who who wants to go on a four week holiday and spend the first two weeks? Um, in quarantine, like just uh, you just you just be like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna wait till, you know. and it's gonna cost you to stay in that hotel as well. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Your holiday budget gets blown out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cost it's costing us like I think four grand, uh, maybe four and a half grand um, to be in this Jeez. in this prison for two weeks. <laughs> Gee, Willikins, that's food included, or yeah, yeah, food included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But yeah, we have we have had to order a bit more food from um, yeah Uber Eats and, and Woolies because the the portion sizes are okay for Tommy and Mel, but they're not really my size. Not for not for Manhattan. Not for Des and Troy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm stoked that you're back, mate. It's uh, it's been how long was it? Like how long? Well, oh, it's been over a year just just over a year yeah i think we uh the, at the time we're recording this it's the end of march we left at the beginning of march last year and you're only going for three to six months or... yeah we had a three-month visa so the plan yeah. was to go for three months then come home see friends and family and then you know if yeah. we like to just get another three-month visa and go back um yeah but yeah certainly weren't planning to just just spend straight up 12 months there and uh, yeah. and that kind of thing. So yeah, no, it's interesting. It's been a it, it's been a, an interesting journey. Like I'm just looking forward to like seeing yourself and other friends and family and that kind of thing. And because like we we're fortunate, it's like oh, you're stuck on a tropical island, poor you. But at the same time, you know, you are quite disconnected from um, yeah. uh, from people. You know, and I was, when when lockdown ended in Melbourne, I'd see all friends catching up and going out and everything. And I'm like, oh, I'd like to do that. Yeah, and because also because also because the tourism was fucked in thailand like there was no like no other aussies yeah, there yeah. i met about three yeah. other aussies 
um, the entire time, which is real right. weird for Thailand because normally you see plenty of yeah. Aussies um, getting around Thailand. So it was, um, yeah, interesting for me from a, a social point of view, I suppose. Yeah, and the, the, the shine wears off after a while. Yeah, you're on a beautiful tropical island, but yeah, without, without those, um, yeah, those connections and all those sorts of things, it, it, it can be very isolating. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can be staring out the window at a, a beautiful view of the ocean and islands and jungle, but you can still be like missing that connection from friends and everything. It doesn't matter where you are on the planet, you know, we all have these, no, no, these no. needs. That we have to have to meet. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, wearing glasses, the sense of belonging, sense of empowerment. So you're not free to go and do anything. A sense of fun, where you can't, you can only have so much fun <laughs> sitting there with not much to do. So yeah, those basic needs are compromised. And this was making me think about, you know, people who were very affluent people, people with a lot of materialistic wealth. Um, and so, you know, especially clients at, at Shiva somewhere ago, and they've got so much on the on the outside externally, but they're still um, some of them are still very deeply unhappy. They're they're sitting in their mansions, looking at their Ferraris and Jags and everything, and all of that stuff hasn't filled the void that they've got. Mm. They're still lonely, or they're still discontent within themselves. Yeah, it's that it's that trap that we fall into, you know, that we've we've spoken about before, where it's this this uh, you know, I need the next thing, you know, I need this new watch or new car, or I need a better house, or I need a, a new girlfriend, a younger girlfriend, you know, new model of car, new model of girlfriend, or whatever it is. <laughs> and then the, the the problem with it is, if we do that thing or buy that thing, then we do get we do feel good, like we we have this moment of uh, desirelessness. We have this yeah, moment I've where it, I've got it, yeah, I've yeah. got it, and, and we can finally take a deep breath, and we sit there with the in the new car or whatever, and we're like, "Oh, this is so good," you know, because those thoughts and emotions have, have been satisfied. Well, the ego has been satisfied, and then all yes. of a sudden, it doesn't take very long for that ego to get hungry again. Um, <laughs> and you know, whether it's uh, the first scratch you get on the car, or the you know when the new car smell wears off, or the first you know little clunky noise you hear in the engine, then all of a sudden. You drive past and a better car, and you're like, no, now I need that one, and it just and and it and it doesn't stop, and it literally doesn't stop. And you, you you know, like you were saying, you see these people who, I read an email this morning, a guy who I subscribed to, and he said, I've got um, four hundred thousand dollars of watches in my closet. And he goes, that was all in a because he went through this ego phase of accumulating and accumulating. And he was literally talking about what we're talking about now about this, you know, happiness being an inside job and not one of, you know, status and, and all that. And he goes, don't waste your fucking money on watches like that because it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a tread, that, that treadmill that we, and I think, you know, when, when, when the end comes, we realize we're not taking any of that stuff with us. And we realize, I suppose, how, how meaningless all of that stuff was. All the time spent shopping and looking at watches, you could have spent that time talking to a friend or a loved one or a stranger or something like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Shane's just finished reading Ego is the Enemy by Ryan, Ryan Holiday. Holiday, yeah. Yep. Uh, and he said it was great. He really loved it. But um, the. The ego keeps popping up in, in sessions all the time, and it's just you know we're, we're calling it whack a mole now when mm-hmm. people's egos pop up and have to have to bash them a bit. And 
but then it was interesting. I bought a Harley. Oh, well, check your first me on the Harley when you get down here. Right. Um, and yeah, I bought a Harley. That's a 2010 model. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's awesome. And then, you know, you start modifying it and you start spending money on it and you start doing it. And I'm like, am I, am I spending money on it because I don't like how it is? Like, am I, am I discontent with it? Is this an ego? sort of thing going on here or am i just trying to personalize it and is it more a hobby and i'm just playing around with it and i really have to step back and think about where am i coming at yeah. this from like, well, check I, I you're I was, just checking in you know yeah but i was looking at the, the, the sort of a a later model and i was and i was going oh but i, I wouldn't mind that no you know mine doesn't have cruise control and I, I, I wouldn't mind the model with cruise control so do i sell this one and then, you know upgrade and buy the next <laughs> I was looking at what don't I have instead of what do I have. So, yeah, yeah and I'm like, fucking ego. Where'd you, where'd you sneak into the party? Yeah, that, well, that, that's the, the voice of the ego, isn't it? Or the, or the motive. It's because it's, we, we have a choice, don't we? If we step back, we have a choice. Do I look at what yeah. I have? which is gratitude or do I look yeah. at what I don't have, which is kind of the ego's um, insatiable appetite for more deficient. I don't have. Yeah. The um, Gabor Mate's book on addiction is called, I think it's based on an, an, an ancient story, but it's called in the realm of the hungry ghosts. And it's just these, these ghosts with these giant bellies, but they just oh, keep, yeah, it, it, they, yeah. they keep eating and can never be filled. And that's kind of the, how the ego works, you know, but it, that that's the thing. The trap is that we we get these external things, and, and and it does work for a moment, and that's why if it didn't work, then we'd be like, oh, stuff this accumulating crap, or you know, because I don't get anything out of it. But we do find that desirelessness for a short amount of time. I think you hit it on the head earlier when you said, you know, it's, it's it's hungry, it's insatiable, so we keep feeding it with materialistic things, uh, and and that that hunger goes away temporarily but then all of a sudden you know, a couple of hours later we need lunch and so yeah. the, the hunger kicks back in and you're going to start learning well am i hungry or am i actually thirsty because the signals are quite similar there so that's, that's what i was doing with the, the bike it was like am I, am I hungry or thirsty is this ego or is this just uh playing around with it and, is, and then the the, the the soul is kind of sitting in the background just saying, we just want connection. We want connection to yeah. ourselves, to other people, and to something greater than us. That's all we're after. Just, Don't worry about all this go. stuff. And the ego's like, shut up, shut up. You stay yeah. back there. <laughs> I'm going for a ride on my Harley. And the, the soul's like, yeah, go, into, go for a ride into nature and then connect with nature instead of looking at all the other Harleys with with bloody you know, cruise control on and just, just go and touch a tree for a while or something. Shut up. I want, I want the cruise controller. Yeah, yeah. It's a constant. <laughs> yeah, and the definition of happiness is to be content. So we can't, when the ego is in play, it's, it's constantly coming into discontent because it's, it's insatiable. So yeah, we well, get that yeah. ego out of the way. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I just pulled my notes out from a session with a client the other day. And I'm like, hey, how are you? Hey, man. And he lives in the UK. Yeah. Uh, and he's awesome, awesome. Love working with this dude. Um, he's come such a long way. And he's he started laughing. And he's like, oh, I was kidnapped by my ego last week. <laughs> <laughs> 
that is awesome. Shout out to Tom if you're listening, because you will be listening. Um, and I just loved it. It was uh, just just painted this picture of a van pulling up while he's walking on the street, and his ego jumping out and shoving him in the van and driving. Drive he's like him. walking down, holding hands with his soul, <laughs> <laughs> and then they push the soul out of the way, drag him into the van, and like you know. Bit of chlorophyll or whatever over the mouth. <laughs> he wakes up a week later with all this shit and in emotional discontent. <laughs> well, I so said, what happened? What, what was that like? What was that like? Oh, yes, I was grumpy and angry. And I was rolling my eyes. He's, he's got a little son. He goes, I wasn't talking to my son. <laughs> his son sort of plays, I don't know if Tommy does this yet, but his, his son plays. Him and his missus off against each other. When he, you know, Dad, can I have this? No, son. Right, I'll go to Mum and I'll hide behind Mum and right. I'll sort of Mum, can I have? And and when he didn't give his son what he wanted, his son, you know, had a normal childish response and was like, "Well, I'm not talking to you anymore. I don't love you because you're not giving me what I want." Uh, but then he reverted to a four-year-old. He's like, well, fuck it. I'm not talking to you either. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, who's the role model here? <laughs> who's, who's training who? Who's conditioning who in this relationship? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was very funny, but yeah. Like, yeah. I was kidnapped by my ego. That's a, that's such a beautiful line. I love that. I love that. Maybe that can be the name of the episode. I was kidnapped yeah. by my ego. Yeah, yeah, because I think what we do, we... What you were saying when you were talking about your, you know, your Harley and you make some modifications to it and that kind of thing. It's like, you, when you say you stepped back, like that's really what we're doing. It's like, we're, we're metaphorically stepping back. And so like, well, what are we stepping back into? And it's kind of, we're stepping back into, you know, what I'd call the, the seat of self, you know, which is. I'd, what, I'd call it, I'd call it observation. Observation. Uh, yeah. Awareness, yeah. you know, objectivity, objective awareness or whatever you want yeah. to call it, but you're, ste- you're kind of stepping back from this. So then you can actually get a clear picture of, and you can do an inventory and go, hang on. No, I actually just love the process of making these modifications to the Harley. And it's, it, it, it's awesome, you know, or, yeah. or, or it can be like, Oh no, it's just cause I'm feeling deficient in some way. Either way you're getting a, oh, look at it's, it. it's, it's, you know, with the, uh, uh, the reason I upgraded, to a bigger bike and to a Harley because I wanted to go for, you know, day trips with them around and go on long rides and everything. So, you know, cruise control was more of a, um, you know, to not make life easier, but, but, but yeah, sort of to make life easier as well. So, yeah, but it was I just, I just really had to, to check in. And if I do upgrade to a, a model with cruise control or whatever, it's not going to be the ego. It's going to be, um, because it's a more of a necessity rather yeah. than anything. So, like so it's, it's, it's my first foray into Harley Davidson's. I didn't know some models had it, so I came into it ignorance, and now I'm gaining more knowledge, um, both in what's available and what what my needs are. So it's just yeah, that's where it's coming from. So I'm now sitting in a, a state of contentedness um, after having stepped back and, and done that gone through that process because now you know your motive you know your intention yeah because yeah. you're able to step back and so what happens this is like you know when we've spoken about you know meditation before it's kind of we, we meditate because we want to step back into the seat of self 
right? And we just want to, and we just want to, we just watch what comes up, and we have our eyes closed, so we kind of got the outside world shut out, and we just see what the the mind's doing and the emotions are doing. We're like, oh, that's interesting, and we're just watching, you know. And then we we moved, we did a whole episode about meditation or a meditative life, and you know, we want to start to bring that into our day to day. So we want to try and spend more time in the seat of self, not just when we're sitting on the cushion meditating, but when we're just when we're in the real world you know where so, that, yeah, so that's 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 me living a meditative life it's yes it's, you know going about my day and then just having a, an awareness of what my mind is doing not just doing that sitting on a cushion with my eyes closed but doing it day to day and, and oh, <laughs> i had to do it um the other day i was getting something fixed on the truck and i, I asked for it to be done a certain way and they, they said yeah we'll do it that way and then i got there and they'd they'd taken the easy path and been very lazy and um, hadn't done it. And then I, I subsequently got a flat battery because it was an electrical thing and they drained the battery and blah, blah, blah. So I had to take it back. And then they said, oh, we can't, oh, sorry, we couldn't do it today. We've got busy. Can you bring it back tomorrow? And it was just elongating this process. And I was, I was a, a, a source of stimulus and I felt myself starting to get a little bit triggered because I'm like, if you had it just done it the way I said to do it in the first fucking place, I wouldn't have to come in day after day. You're making my life harder and there's the ego coming back into it. I'm not getting what I want. You must be perfect. Blah, blah, blah. And it's such a shame. I was like, oh, I, I observed this thought come past. It was, it was this. Um, what was it? Um, um, oh, just I really hate mediocrity. I just hate you know hate it when someone just does a half-assed job because I checked the work afterwards after they'd fixed it the second time and it was still pretty botchy. Yeah, um, and I was I was just like, wow, where'd that thought come from? Like yeah. this, this. I hate mediocrity. I was like, geez, I, I didn't I didn't see that popping up. Um, out of that river stream of thought. Interesting. Well, and then you get to investigate that, you know, that's that's an interesting one. So what I do, I'm very visual. So what, uh, what I see then is we, we go about life and these things happen, like with these mechanics or whatever. And then so you're, we, we try and spend more and more time in the seat of self. But then things happen and that pull us towards them. So these, so we've got this like kind of emotional disturbance or something that happened that you know we deem wasn't right, and then all of a sudden we get pulled out of that seat of self into the situation, into our emotions, into these um, you know deconstructive thoughts and everything. And then you know it takes this personal will that we have to just go back into the seat. And so when your client says, I got kidnapped by the ego, and this happens, this happened to me many times. It happens to so many people that all, we can get like pulled out of the seat of self and then wake up a week later. We can wake up a month later and go, yeah. holy shit, I've been sitting down here in my ego and all these, you know, emotions and everything based on something my mechanic did or my partner did or something that happened at work. And it's like we kind of wake up. And we're like, oh, that seat of self's behind me. I should just go back and sit in there again. <laughs> and it's it's so funny how time can pass with us sucked in. And I I, I love the, the the kidnap analogy. It's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I think it fits it perfectly. But and that's a it's a great example. I think it's becoming woke. You know, it's, it's awakening. It's coming back into full consciousness, um, full awareness. Um, uh, you know, we, we call it that objective observation that's that space between stimulus and response that victor frankl was talking about um and that's just being in there and just 
oh wow it's just like yeah i've just i've been released from kidnap someone's paid the ransom and i'm back now and i'm just like <laughs> what was the ransom who <laughs> <laughs> had to pay it the soul the soul had to pay yeah. it somehow. And, and, and all of a sudden i'm you know my client's talking to his son again and he's uh you know because he's back in yeah. his power he's back in his, in his energy but i'm just looking at these um buddhism cards oh, cool. and and I get clients to pick one at the start of a session just to see what pops up and see if it resonates with them. Yeah. It's got um it's got the the eightfold path here as well. So mm-hmm. it's got the eight cards, which are the so for those of you that um are new to Buddhism, there's there's the four noble truths. So it's to live is to suffer, there's an end to suffering, there's a way out of suffering, and the way out of suffering is the eightfold path. Mm-hmm. So um and so there's there's pure understanding, pure thought, pure speech, pure livelihood, pure efforts, pure action, pure mindfulness, and pure concentration. So these are just it's not like the four agreements, but these are like the eight the eight guidelines or whatever I suppose you could call them. Just things to be mindful of, and so pure thought. When we can step back and observe our thoughts, like I had, I was like, oh, that's an impure thought. And and but I am not that thought, so I don't have to allow that thought to drive my behaviour or, or or to to even drive my emotions because I'm not my emotions either. But I can when I when I'm at a, you know, it's like a, a lifeguard sitting in their tower chair, I suppose. And it's like when I, when I'm up in that chair and I can observe those thoughts, you know, going by. And there's that. Um, it came from anger, you know, as a, and I love how you said emotional disturbance. I was like, so, so <laughs> bad. Um, uh, yeah, so when you're in that space and you can observe it, and you can see, is that a pure thought? And um, Don Miguel's, what was his, um, uh, be impeccable with your word, one of the four agreements. So that's pure speech in Buddhism. Yep. So, it's all it's all it's all sort of there for us to to be guided by and that's that's all i'm using these things for is just to i don't tell people what to do or say you should or shouldn't do this or that it's just you know there's there's these things that, are, that really help and we, we're not yeah. born with a map like we're not born with a the instruction booklet yeah instruction manual but you know, of some pretty woke dudes have created them. So yeah, yeah. Here's here's some uh, some new ways of looking at things, or some different ideas that might be able to help. Because um, otherwise, yeah, we we you just struggle because because the objective reality is there's people that do me- mediocre jobs in the world. Like that's 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 reality, and so it's like you can just say, oh, well, next time I need something fixed, I'm just going to take it somewhere different, and there's no yes. problem there. But this is where people oh, get, get stuck, sucked in. They they stay kidnapped, and they just keep stewing over it and stewing over it. And this is what you would call, you know, unnecessary yeah. suffering. But when I sat with it, um, without being caught up in it, but I sat there and just just allowed myself to experience it. I came into a pure understanding that I was actually angry at myself mm-hmm. because I'd heard from many people, don't take your car there. And so I took the easy path and bought this thing from them and then said, all right, well, you guys may as well just install it for me instead of taking it to my 
fellow electrician who I know does good work and everything. So, so, yeah. so you did a mediocre job. You, you made a mediocre decision. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I was angry it. at myself at the very, very you know root of it all. Yeah. Uh, and it was hilarious. I just, you know, and when, but once you perform, I guess you could call that surgery on yourself. Once you, once you dive that deeper down into it um, and, and find it and pull it out and laugh at it, you know, make it light and laugh at it. You know, like ah, oh, and then all of a sudden, everything washes away. All, all the toxicity and the septic emotions. Suddenly flow out and it's all good again. So. Yeah, yeah. This is su- uh, this is such a good example because that's exactly what happens. It's like you've you've purged um, yeah. to an extent. You know, you, you've purged that out because I would say, like most people, um, we don't have this awareness and we don't sit back and look at it objectively and go, oh, that thought, like I can't, what a fucking mediocre job they've done. I hate mediocrity. Is actually because I'm pissed off at myself for making a mediocre decision, and we stay mad at, at the other then I don't purge and I hold on to it. And then all of a sudden so that, that adds to attached. my load. So I, I was attached to it. You know, attachment is a source of all suffering. So I was attached to and remember the three megas. I must be perfect. You know, I didn't make, I made a mediocre decision. So that's, that's, that was a classic case. I must get what I want was, was there in full display. I was, I was attached to them being perfect that was you know so there's all these triggers that's went dunk, 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 all from these attachments so when i started letting I, I became aware of those attachments and laughed at them and let them go and and i was like ego what the, what the hell man like so i'd been kidnapped by my ego in that instance as well like yeah but then, but then you purged. You you escaped. Yeah. You 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 picked the, you picked the lock with like a fucking uh, paperclip that I'm, you had tucked I'm, in I'm your shirt. I'm a guy. You MacGyvered your way out of there, um, and then ran away. And because this is what happens. Because if you think of what happened then as a constriction, and then when you were able to see it for what it was, and then laugh at yourself and let go of those attachments, that constriction releases. And so it's like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of the bodily sensation of it. And so when you think it's, about, we call it tickling the python. I'm sorry, it's what? <laughs> tickling the that's python. That's a different, different kind of constriction we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm visual as well, and it's got this image of a of a boa constrictor or a python, you know, and then. In order to to like that, you've just got to sort of touch it in the right place, and then sort of just like oh, it relaxes and frees you. But I knew you'd take it to dirty town, you creep, you sicko. You're sitting there in King's Honey, what Cross. are you doing in the bathroom? You've been in there for like twenty minutes, just tickling the python, babe. Tickling the <laughs> just, python. Just, just releasing this constriction, honey. It's all good. I won't, won't be a minute. Nearly there. Nearly there. Um, so I could say I literally just kind of finished that thought. So. Yeah. So constriction, and, so, and then your whole your system, your system when you tickled the python correctly went ah right, and you <laughs> go right. But what happens? The, the, w- when we don't do that, we have many, many, many constrictions that build on themselves. So that constriction never releases, and you then something, and then something happens in a couple of weeks with someone else, and I get another one, another one, another one, and all of a sudden my whole body and mind become tense. 
Yeah. And that's when we start to um, act like a four-year-old to our four-year-old. <laughs> that's when we, that's when we start to, you know, lose the plot at the bins, not being put on the, our neighbor's bins, not perfectly on the nature strip properly. And all this stupid crap is because we have too much constrictions happening in our system. We're just kind of ready to pop. We're ready to explode. And, and once again, we can try and drink that away, drug that away, fuck that away yeah. whatever you want it, it won't happen until we start t- tickling the python correctly and well, releasing the, moral them. Of the story is if you don't kill the python you end up with a python party and, and, you, you end up and that's pythons. something you don't want you do no not want a python, a python party. party in your body <laughs> so that's um, another good name for the episode i don't know what to call this one it's gonna be too many good names <laughs> How to tickle the python. <laughs> or getting kidnapped by your ego. <laughs> I, I, I could only MacGyver my way out of there because, or, or tickle the python because I, I, I had the right equipment to do so. I had the right tools um, on, in my possession to, to be able to pick that lock and, and get out of there. And that's what we're doing in MindFit. We're giving those people those tools and resources and increasing their capacity to self-manage. So bring it back to um, look at it through an emotional intelligence perspective. It's, it's, I was able to, to finally regain uh, through self-awareness, which is the first part of EQ, and then I was able to self-manage, which was the second part. I was able to go into social awareness. I was able to look at these dodgy sparkies and then relationship management i was able to not make a, a fool of myself and go in there all angry and yeah fucking bastards you've done a shit job i've never come on your facebook review rah, 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 rah. and there, yeah, then I, their ego gets involved and it's just yeah. fighting each other yeah and yep. and so and that becomes my business because the branding is on my truck which was getting worked on versus their business and then it just it just once again and you use a destructive thinking and it's a destructive energy and it's it's just going to have a destructive ripple effect so i, I and this is you know, for clients listening this is a mental rep in action so i i caught myself i laughed i rewound that came back to that space between stimulus and response i observed objectively and then i went into constructive thinking and kept moving forward instead of getting stuck in that cycle so yeah and this, yeah, is, what we're, this is what we're trying to do with the podcast as well you know this is is shine a light on these things and, and help people understand that in those moments we do have a choice you know we do have a choice you know when we start to become aware and understand there is a kind of a seat of objectivity or a seat of self behind us that we can start to do exactly what you did and perform those mental and emotional reps um because mm. yeah like you said if we don't have the the, the tools they're available then um we can't self-manage and, no. and we end up with a python party <laughs> sausage fest <laughs> got a python party in my in my body in my energetic field <laughs> so um pure understanding is is the first of these uh eight sort of guidelines and it says, when you take away the personal stories and the fears created by the mind and strip away the toxic emotions of anger, self-doubt and frustration, you can look at what is happening quite simply as it is. Mm. That's objectively, looking at it objectively. The Buddha, you know, spent seven or eight years doing all these trials and exploring, experimenting until he finally 
settled on just looking at things as they are. We call it the reality of what is in the head, not the reality of what I think should, would, or could happen. So, and I love it when it says, take away the personal stories, that narrative mm. that the ego creates. It's not fair. I can't believe they did this. Rah, rah, rah. It's just, it's, it's such loud, destructive noise in your head. And, and it, it, it really just takes away that equanimity. It takes away that sense of consensus. That's the, the, path, the path of surrender, you know, is, is I think dedicating, they say dedicating your life. Every day I'm going to dedicate myself to letting go of myself as much mm. as possible. Just keep letting go and letting go and letting go of these personal stories and, and the personal me, which is kind of the ego is what they're talking about there. Mm. And just being able to see things you know, from that objective space and sitting in that, in that seat of self. So, yeah. So and then, and then people will say people, cause I've heard this as well. You know, you might get to that first step where you're like, have this awareness, but a lot of people will say, I, I can't do it. Like literally I can't, step back and, and be objective in yeah. that moment. I'm so caught up in my emotions. But then we just get to say, well, let's start to look at that. Like what actual thoughts and emotions come up in this certain situation because that'll just show us where we're stuck, you know? And yeah, and because you've been doing this for so long, Nick, you're able to see that that thought, um, I can't stand mediocrity, was directly linked to you judging yourself and making a mediocre decision. That's a, that's a, a, a lot of mental reps and a lot of awareness to p- pick it up, but that's where we want to aim to get to. But what we want to do is use life to show us where we're stuck. And that's why people will come and say, you know, in a certain situation, yeah, I got, I could not be objective. This emotion come up in these thoughts and we've got to investigate where that comes from. We've got to own that because like what it was with you, it came back to your own judgment of yourself at the end of the day because we won't judge in another what we don't judge in ourselves. Yeah, but I've learned the hard way. So, you know, as you said, this is years and years of, of training um, mm-hmm. to get to a space where we can do this. But I used to make the mistake and fall into the trap of getting agitated at my agitation. So I'd get angry that I was angry or get anxious that I was anxious or whatever it was and... Um, that's not until you, you hear that story and then you can start laughing at it. You know, it's, ir- it's highly irrational. It's that ego. So I must get what I want. It must be perfect. It must be loved. It's just, it's this craziness going on down there. And so the attachments to all of those things. And then you start going, oh, oh I'm, I'm still human. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm still not enlightened. I'm, I'm, just, right. I'm just imagining like, yeah, we're, we're in there like a room. We've been kidnapped and we're in like a dungeon and we're chained up. And our ego is like holding a gun to us, just going, you must be loved and must get what you want. And you must be perfect. <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget. All right. Don't start changing that now. And we've got and we're getting, the soul like, pops up. Bread and water. <laughs> The soul's the soul like, no, pops you up don't and have goes, to be attached to that. <laughs> the soul's like, no, no ego. We are all ignorant. We are all incompetent. We are all mediocre to some degree, and that's okay. It's the gun. Shut up, soul. Shut up. <laughs> no one asked you. What the fuck would you know, soul? Yeah, what would you know? <laughs> <laughs> what would you know? The soul's like, just laughs. Like, yeah, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the soul just like raises one eyebrow. It's like, what do I what? know? <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> what do I know? The universal intelligence. What would I know? <laughs> yeah. The entirety of it all. Uh, oh, so, yeah, it was, it was uh, I guess, uh, hearing it from a client and then experiencing it myself. And, you know, this is, this is why we're, we're constantly doing the work. We're, we're getting some gifts made up for clients i won't give too much away but um 
part of the gift is is going to be an inscription, and it basically translates to the the die has been cast, and it's it's like right, we we have to forge ahead. We're, we've made the decision. We're going to keep doing this, and then this is what we're doing. We as soon as you get on this train, you got to commit to the process. You got to mm. surrender to the fact that this is a lifelong commitment to to doing the work. You can't just it's not like doing, a, doing an eight-week challenge at the local gym and losing a few kilos and going, you beauty, you did it. Yep. Uh, I might get some KFC to reward yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I deserve it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. So get on yeah. the train, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I've, I use that analogy as well. Like I, I work, you know, with people at the minute for um, a minimum of four weeks. Um, and then we'll do after that it might be fortnightly or monthly or they might be okay. And a lot of them will say like, you know, is, is four weeks going to be enough? And I say, it's going to be enough to get you off one set of tracks and onto a new set of tracks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And from how far down those tracks we are in four weeks, everyone's different. Well, we don't know. Right. But the whole, that the main thing is that we're off these tracks and we're on these tracks and we know that we're going to, that our goal is to stay on these new tracks now. You know, and yeah. and, and and that's so why that's we, a, know, that's a new, new neurological pathway, yeah. uh, new tracks. Um, yeah, we're, we're the same. We've got a six week, a twelve week, and a twelve month program, and people go, "Which which one should I do?" I'm like, "Well, you've got a fair amount of spaghetti brain going on. You're pretty fucking irrational right now. There's so <laughs> much ego involved." Um, I'm like, it's up to you. What do you want to achieve? It's like if you if you if if you find a car in a bar that's been sitting there for years. Uh, you give me six weeks with it, I'll be able to cut and polish it and shine off and make it look nice. If you give me 12 weeks, we can do a bit of a service. And if you give me a year, I can do a frame off restoration. So basically, yep. it's up to you on what do you want to, what do you want to, you know, where do you want to get to? Yeah, so, it's like well, I broke up to the gym and I'm 150 kilos and everything. And I said, Well, what are your goals? And it's like, Well, I want to be shredded and have a six pack by next week. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I'll get my magic wand out. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get surgery and some fake abs put in there. <laughs> I've seen. Have you seen the dudes? Uh, I think it's mainly Russian or that sort of Eastern block. They're, they're like getting bicep implants and butt implants. And yeah, it's called uh, synthnol. It's it's a type of oil that's uh, injected. It looks absolutely ridiculous. It's uh, yeah. oil, is it? Yeah, it's called synthnol. Um, it's a it's it's a type of oil, and um, yeah, there, there's that. There was one of the I literally I saw this the other day. One of the famous like looking for guys doing it who just looked stupid because his body was like in okay shape, and then his biceps were like yeah. big, big bigger than his you know and, and upper, upper, upper leg. Strength doesn't add strength. Or no, because it's not a muscle. It's just, no. it's like having, it's like a breast implant for your yeah, biceps. Yeah, I was just say, it's like a... Yeah, you know. and so he, he had them, he had it removed. So like they're pulling this oil out of his arms and you know, all the skin stretched. And I'm like, man, body dysmorphia with men's a, a, yeah. real, a real big thing, you know? I mean, a lot of, so many women are struggling with body image and eating disorders. and But a, a lot of men as well struggling with, with, with body dysmorphia. And yeah, I had a... Client I was working with a while ago, and well, basically came down to what's not to love. Like, explain to me why you don't love 
in its entirety. You know, the the, the skin, the bones, the, the 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 heart, the soul, the eyes, everything, the energy. Tell, explain to me. Sit here and and justify, convince me that 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 is not worth loving. And they can't do it. They mm. they cannot do it when you like sit down and put it to them in that way. Uh, I'm, I'm open-minded. If you can convince me that you're not lovable, I won't love you. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm choosing to love you at the moment because I believe my current belief system is that you uh, are lovable. Prove so me I'm, wrong. Yeah, but, but but change my mind, motherfucker. Yeah. And and they're like, oh well, I've got this blemish here, and I'm like, uh huh. It's that's not doing it for me yet. Keep going. What else have you got? Oh well, I mean, I. I, I I don't look. Um, are you hearing how irrational you're being? Like, come and sit with me. Look at it from this side, mm-hmm. uh, and I do it with empathy because it's, it's very sad. Um, and and trying to pull them out of their own narrative and look in the mirror and try and get them to look at it from my seat of objectivity. And usually, we can get them to see the irrationality. And when when we can sort of break that through applying such raw truth and logic to it then it finally opens them up to, to start moving into yeah because a lot of a lot of people haven't um externalized that so it's been like these there's this narrative in the mind because it's very different often it's that's why it's so when I'm working with people and you know we we make a breakthrough or they've learned something new and and I'm like and they want to go and tell their partner after the session or whatever, I'm like, yeah, do it. Like, because when you teach something and you start vocalizing it, it's like you relearn, you, it's a new yeah, yeah, yeah. learning, you know? Um, yeah. That's why I like the work we do. Like it helps us with our learning process as well, because, you know, these new ideas that are formulated. And so often people have this narrative and everything that's just been stewing around in the mind that, that at, at, like the thesis of it is, yeah, I'm unlovable. There's something wrong with me. I'm broken and blah, blah, blah. And then when they try and convince you, so they're externalizing these thoughts, they're like, yeah, but like, you know, when in grade six, I said this thing to this boy and it was so stupid. And then we're like, okay, I still love you. And they, they kind of, it's a kind of, they realize yeah. how silly a lot of these reasons they have for hating themselves. But, but that wasn't even you. It was just a version of you. Yeah. So <laughs> you didn't actually say that. And then you can hear the, see the spark stuff flying in the old brain. They, the, but they, they, they turn their head and just sort of look out the window for a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I guess we're trying to lead them into the first of those, you know, guidelines, the, the, the eight path is the pure understanding you can't change something until you really understand and we're just getting to understand the irrationality the the when you take away the personal stories that's all it is it's a personal story it's your illusion that you're creating Mm. so um there was another client who had a personal story that they couldn't they didn't have time to do such and such and such and i said all right well i don't want you to go home from this session sit all your kids down and convince them that you don't have time to look after yourself, to eat well, to exercise, to meditate. I want you to explain to them all that, you know, being on Facebook is more important than going to the supermarket and spending some time. And she just started laughing and crying at the same time. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, she started doing what humans do, which is to create a, a story in her head. And she realized that how irrational she was being. 
And so when she came to a pure understanding, there was no judgment from me or from herself, but it was just a, oh, my God. You, know, you finally land on it. You're like, fuck, I'm being so irrational. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then also I think there's there's room for also, you know, I saw a, a post uh, maybe last week, um, friend of mine, I haven't spoken to them in a long time, you know, that kind of thing. And um, she just posted because uh, she's got breast implants and um, I just posted, oh, happy 10th anniversary to my girls. You've it really helped me with my femininity. And that was it. Now she's someone, and she's someone who's never, uh, would never, it's never a topic of conversation kind of thing like and they're not outrageous or or that kind of jazz and i don't know at the time she got the what the the um the girls aren't outrageous the girl, <laughs> they're, they're, they're very nice but they're not they're, they're not like you know some people like the synth knoll like you look at that dude with the synth knoll in his biceps and you're like dude what in the fuck are you doing you look ridiculous that's like oh, if no. girls get implants and they're going like a size f you're like what are you doing it's you're getting getting wild here you know small increase this was but Anyway, um, and it got me thinking about her. <laughs> no, because this is this is where I, I this is where I, I like to say wild, to people: man. there's nothing wrong with anything, right? There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. anything. There's just an issue with our relationship to it. That's why, I like, so there's, there's nothing, nothing there's wrong nothing... with a, a dude getting sent on our biceps. Uh, no. If if he's not if that's something that he really wants to do, and it's and it's not to do with you know a story of deficiency and needing you know to seem more manly, which it is, but I'm saying this is what I'm saying. <laughs> there, there there might there might be an instance where someone's like, I, there, there was a guy I heard about, and we can look this up. Um, I did look it up when I heard about it. There was a guy who. Ever since he was a kid, he was from the States, I think. Ever since he was a kid, and I don't know if this was like past life stuff, karma stuff. Ever since when he was a kid, like he was an able-bodied person, but he he wanted to have one of his legs amputated. Like he just felt like, like he just he didn't want the use of both of his legs, right? And so he got to a certain age, ever since he was a kid, and he grew up and he was an adult, and, and he, he actually got a surgeon to like rip off, like amputate one of his legs when it was it worked perfectly fine. And he was happy as as Larry. I don't know if his name was Larry, but he was just happy. He was fine. He said this weird, he had this weird thing <laughs> where he just wanted to have one leg in this life, and he did it, and he was happy about it, right? So that's what I'm saying. He just had a few beers and got legless. <laughs> that's temporary. Oh, yeah. And so anyway, an alcoholic. And so anyway, anyway, it got my mind because I've always, with me and you, we have a hard time turning off our therapist's brain, you know. And anyway, I thought about this friend, um, this friend who just said, hey, happy 10th birthday to my girls. And I'm like, that's the only time I've ever heard her talk about the fact that she's having implants. She never like passes it out there or anything like that. And then I'm like, I feel like this is an example where there's nothing wrong with anything. And like I said, I don't know what her mindset was at the time, 10 years ago when she got them, obviously a feeling of deficiency. But I'm like, maybe there's just absolutely nothing wrong with that. And they've been a good thing for her and her relationship with them is absolutely fine. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I and, and I think that's an important thing for people to understand. It's like, there, there isn't anything wrong with these behaviors. Maybe the synth not one, but apart from that, um, it's just, <laughs> well, it's I'd just be what... interested to chat with her and, and, and objectively and, we're, and just say, you know, what wasn't to love? No, no, about. but this is where I'm tr- I was trying to turn. I was doing the same thing, right? When I saw yeah. it, but I was trying to just turn my therapist or think or look at it in a different way and yeah. just say, you know, oh, look, if it makes you happy, then then go for it. You know? But is it 
it making you inherently happy, or is it is it a plugging a? She just seemed she just seemed really grateful for the ten years she'd had with with her with her girls. Yeah, well, the the good thing is that our opinion doesn't even matter. So that doesn't matter for shit. <laughs> what we think is of pure irrelevance. So <laughs> I I'm just happy that she's happy. Yeah, me too. that's me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the, like the feeling that I got. I got this really like warm, fuzzy feeling because my therapist brain kept wanting to go down that other route, and then I'm yeah, like, I'm stoked that she's grateful brain. for them, you know. Yeah. And I think it's I think that's cool, you know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it's an interesting one, and that's on. where we need to be mindful of, of switching our therapist brain off. And just, uh, yeah, it's, I don't have an opinion on this. It's just what you did. Uh, cool. I'm not going to analyze it or yeah. evaluate it. Or it's just hard. Or... It's hard. I, I I even still do it now because I was a, a um, and you, you'd have it from the army as well uh, with in your within your own way. But because I was an air conditioning mechanic for 11 years, I still like if we walk into a cafe or a restaurant, one of the first things I look at is what kind of system have they got for their air conditioning and heating. <laughs> I still do it now. I haven't done it for fucking so long, so many years that yeah. trade. But it's one of the first things I look at when I um, even going into a new hotel room or staying in a new place. One of the first things I'm like, what do they got? Okay, they got ducted reverse cycle. They got split systems in each room. Okay, no problem. It's just that those old pathways, you know. It's like a florist going out for dinner and just noticing the floral arrangements in the restaurant yep. you know it's just uh that's gonna happen so uh, god bless our partners thank you for putting up with us and, well my partner's uh, a therapist and she's worse <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we drive each other crazy <laughs> tommy's gonna be the most either the most well-balanced kid or the most fucked up kid one i know, gonna go I know. One way or the other. I'm, i know i'll accept either, i'll accept either way nick I'll accept either way we said i think it even happened this morning i said something and she's like oh because she said the same thing to me yesterday <laughs> like it's it's kind of where's that coming from or something like that and yeah. she's like she's like don't give me a dose of my own medicine i'm like too late done it <laughs> and then she'll be chewing on it and i'm like the two therapists it is it is yeah it's, it's very interesting I, I do have from the army still you know it's clean as you go and and um people you know so put things back where they belong because don't be if mediocre. I die, yeah don't be mediocre if i die and then the next person is going to come into my vehicle they they're going to need to know where everything is because it's going to be the same we need systems and structures because that creates slow is smooth and smooth is fast. If you don't put something back in the right and in, in, in the place where it was, where you found it, then the next person's going to have to spend time looking for it, which is time wasted. So I don't know. Em and the kids must know that about me and must really be wanting to help me to grow because they often, every day, put everything in um, places there was soy sauce in the refrigerator the other day like i just um how, how does this get here who mental rep nick mental rep i love my family because they're helping me to be stronger and a better person <laughs> I'm, like, mm, I'm so grateful that the soy sauce is in the refrigerator <sighs> yep thank you yeah yeah it's 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 so i, I do get that with um like times and structure and everything and i'm like i and and we i've and Melissa's balanced me out, you know, and because she's mm. just just can have, you know, she'll be like, I'll be like, babe, you've got to like some, you know, you're alive, you're doing for the students in the group in ten minutes. Like, oh, do I? 
I'm like, yeah. Whereas like, I'd be, I'd be have it in the thing, reminders, like thinking about it constantly, <laughs> knowing exactly what time it was. How, how, how's this? Thing? So I've, I've, I was meant to, we were meant to record this at twelve thirty today, and I was meant to Shane and Zach are starting the Mind Trip podcast. And now we we're meant to start that at, at eleven o'clock today, um, but we switched that around and. And I said, and oh, I'm I'm recording at eleven o'clock in in the in the office. And she works a couple of doors down. And she said, oh, can you take my breakfast? And I'll I'll finish yoga and I'll come up and get it. I'm like, yeah, no worries. And it's ten to ten to eleven, and she's still not here. So I take her breakfast down to her. And she says, oh, I was just going to come up and make you coffee. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I've come back and put the kettle on and made a coffee, and she's still not here. And it's five to eleven. And so I've taken the coffee back down there. And she goes, I get the impression that you don't want me to come up there. And I'm like, I get the impression that you don't remember that I'm recording in five minutes and I don't want you banging and crashing around. <laughs> 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 and it's just, and, and I caught, once again, I observed a thought. I'm like, I just fucking love it for one time to someone to appreciate what I've got on my plate and be mindful of what I'm doing instead of me having to be mindful all the time. And I was just like, whoa. Reel that shit in. Just I think we've got a couple of the same issues, Nick. I think we've got this, make, some of the same stuff make, going on here. Make your partner a cup of coffee and be grateful that you've got this coffee to bring her and, and do it without any expectations or conditions. And <laughs> oh, it's good to be alive. Yeah. Oh, it's all, it's all, uh, te- everyone's our teacher, you know? And so yeah. that's why I've, Melissa's helping me loosen up that rigidity and structure yep. a little bit and i've i've helped her um put stuff in the calendar that's still a process but um <laughs> we're getting there <laughs> <laughs> well shout out to our partners and, and, and our respective life yes life. yes and then uh all right, let's wrap it up there um python party if you're having one recognize it tickle the python <laughs> One at a time. You're, you're, you're don't try to don't try and tickle them all at once. Just go one at a time. Yeah, you, you, you'll you'll be amazed at how relaxed you get after you've tickled the python. <laughs> you know, when, well, we've done it. We've done it. We've managed to find our way into the gutter. When um when um uh that we had the physical center at, at one point early on, I just had this inspiration. I'm like, because we were an all natural, you know, outpatient and so many people had be coming from doctors and psychiatrists and everything. And I'm like, I'm going to get, um, you know, the center for healing prescription pads. And, and so, and so I got them printed through Vistaprint, oh, like a, like a, pre- like a pretend prescription pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had like the center for healing and um, prescription pad, um, name and had like, uh, I love where this is going, man. A mental, emotional, physical, oh. spiritual. And like, I would, at the end of a session, write on the prescription pad, here's your prescription, you know, and then I'd sign and date it at the bottom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I had them made up and I used them for a while. But I'm just—I had this vision of, of of myself writing "Tickle the Python" under the—I don't know which category I put that under. Actually, <laughs> I love that you went there. I love that you took it there. Yes, here's your homework. Go and tickle the python every night. You put that on the fridge with a magnet at home, honey. Yeah. What's this "Tickle the Python"? That's my homework for the week. Ryan gave my therapist. <laughs> He doesn't want me to have a sausage fest. A kind of a a python party. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, Let's wrap it up then. Get a second opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Take take it to the chemist. Get your prescription filled. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Wrap it up there. I'm after a bottle of uh, python unticklers, please. (laughs) Back at a 50. (laughs) 
I love this some oil. I've got to tickle the python. And, uh, the best, uh, what's the best essential oil for me? Clary Sage, maybe, <laughs> to untickle my pythons? To tickle my pythons. Not untickle them. We want to tickle them. Don't we? <laughs> I'm trying to get my python all constricted. What can I do? It's the opposite of tickling the python. <laughs> Okay, right, we're getting, we're getting listen, silly. Listen, we're getting listeners are turning us off. We're now, getting very like, silly. Uh, the right. boys have gone. No. So uh, to wrap that up, if you are in, in your client's very eloquent words, which I love, if you're getting kidnapped by the ego, understand that you have the tools and the resources to be able to step back and um, not get caught up. Or for understand a, a you don't have them, and you've got to you yeah. need to go and get them. It's not not everyone has them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. That's okay, too. Hey, Sal, I'll see you next week, Hass. I'll see you the week after. Yes. week after next. Yeah, two weeks. I'll see you in person for golf. I'm going to go and tickle the path, and I'm that excited. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Woke Blokes podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, leave us a five-star rating. We thank you so much, and we'll see you all next time.